Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, and we are live. Good morning, everyone. It's the one and only V the Grill Economist coming to you live with my main man El Coco. He's working the airwaves, uh, breaking it down and making sure that's coming out crispy and clean. With that being said, follow us on roguemoney.net. Check us out on Twitter at the Rogue Money. Rogue Money on Facebook, DTube, Steam it, every single podcasting app no to humanity. We are there, there, blah, 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 blah. we are there everywhere in a bag of chips. Also, check out our sponsors, mycbdedibles.com. Mycbdedibles.com. It should be called cbddeliciousness.net, baby. Because <laughs> it's so delicious. Whether you want the, 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 the roasty, smoky, beautiful, delicious, smooth coffee, the CBD infused coffee, check it out. Check it out. Or you want the granola bars or the, my favorite, the peanut butter chocolate Buckeyes, baby. The Buckeyes. It's like, um, it's like uh, what are those little malt balls? What are they called again? Malamars? No, that's not Malamars. Malamars are little malt balls. No, little malt balls. A little. That's what it is. It's like it's like a, a Reese's Pieces malt ball. It's just so freaking good. Um, the chocolate. Uh, I'm sorry, almond truffle. Whatever you want, they have. Check out the website mycbdedibles.com. Place an order. Have it shipped to you and enjoy the deliciousness with health benefits. Guys, it's been a raving, raving, raving hit. Amazing products. Enjoy it. Share with your friends, your family. It's safe for everybody. 50 state legal. We'll ship everywhere. We don't care as long as you get your CBD share because, you know, what changes in the air. Uh, stay, you know, show your, you know, show your support to the cannabis community as well as putting your middle finger to Jeff Sessions and order yourself mycbdedibles.com. And also check out thecryptoschool.io. We couldn't go on yesterday, but we will be on today. Um, thecryptoschool.io. And also check out remaincom.net. Remaincom.net. Don't freak out. Remaincom. You got collector's issues. Go to remaincom.net. Let these guys kick the banksters in the nuts. With that being said, El Cuco, what's happening, brother? Hey, good morning, V. Doing great. Doing great. It's a nice sunny day here today. It's Hard to believe that Thursday, the end of the week is almost here and quickly approaching, quickly approaching July. So, yeah, I'm doing great. How, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. And, um, you know, I'm just hanging in there, dude. I'm just trying to get myself revved up for today. Um, week's been grinding it out, Siege. Grinding it out. Trying to get myself in the zone, bro. Trying to get myself in the zone. Right, right. Yeah. Trying to yeah. get myself caffeinated. I'm on my second cup. How about you? That's always important. Yeah, I'm on my second cup of my my CBD coffee, and <clears throat> I've I've noticed since I've been doing the CBD coffee a lot. I, you know, I played sports my whole life, and and uh, you know, the last couple of years been having a lot of shoulder pain. You know, either sleeping on my side or whatever. And here I've noticed, like any more, that pain pretty much is just completely gone. Uh, wow. So, so yeah. So so I'm excited about that. I uh, I need to buy a bulk order of that CBD coffee from you. That's what I need to do. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll hold on because we're going to have some different uh, different uh, dark roasts, some other types of beans. Ooh, I'm going to hold off for that. Yeah, so we're going to start infusing some different types of beans at my suggestion because I'm like, okay, I've done this one for a couple of weeks now. I'm kind of burnt out. I want something different. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, but for, the, for, but for our listeners who have placed orders, thank you so much for doing that, taking advantage of that 30% off. Uh, we are bringing that to a close at the end of, of this week, uh, but we're excited to be putting out a new shopping platform that will, uh, it, it'll, it'll make it seamless as far as the different types of transaction in case those that, that, that don't utilize crypto uh, for purchasing. But, uh, you know, and, and I think it's in part V because I think with like rogue coin and, and, uh, and, and the school that we do people, a lot of people have crypto. So for the most part, all of our orders have been purchased with cryptocurrency, which is, which is kind of cool. We like that. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, just uh, you know what the. I mean, there's a lot of things going on, Siege. A lot of things going on. Where do you well, want to be? Ju- well, let's jump real quick. Let's talk about the the Fed and their and their optimism. This is worth just because I know that we're going to talk about some other real serious topics. But just real quick, so you know, yesterday the Fed's Fed's decided to raise another quarter percent. Uh, just talking about how optimistic they are regarding the economy. Uh, talking about how they have reached the target for. You know, inflation, uh, you know, the Fed regards inflation as a good thing, you know, that they've achieved that of having a 2% inflation rate. Now, interesting enough, also yesterday was the the consumer price index was released and it remained uh, flat, which which is a good thing. However, wholesale prices uh, jumped up a whole 0.5% and that's sending wholesale prices to a, uh, a high since 2012. So inevitably, when wholesale prices go up, uh, consumer prices go up as well, so that's just that's just something to be mindful as, as well. And and you know, granted, the Fed talked about two more rate increases, you know, this year. I just again, just what I'm cautious about is just is the debt servicing, you know, the the consumer debt, the, yeah. the corporate debt, uh, the government debt. That at some point, be corporations have to pay, have to service, you know, those loans, service that debt, and they're simply not going to just simply uh, pay more for that type of credit and then at some point not pass along to the consumer base. So when you uh, when you when you add those two things together, as far as uh, the wholesale prices, the the rise in interest rates, it's just you know curious to see if what inflation is going to do. I think the, the Fed, again, has said that, that it's reached two percent. I actually think it's much higher than that and just something to be mindful of uh, as we, we, we go into the second half of the year, V. Oh, absolutely, man. I totally agree with that. It's, um, you know, you got a lot of, this is going to play interesting. This is going to play interesting. A lot of guys look at this myopically and say to themselves, okay, um, higher interest rates, and they'll say inflation, they'll say, you know, higher credit card or variable interest rate instruments like uh, an adjustable rate mortgage, things of that sort will get higher. But you got to understand what's happening here. You got to understand that there's a ticking time bomb. And the ticking time bomb in the back end is this, is the IR swap market, okay? The largest market that is revolving around interest rates is the derivative market itself. So the question becomes, how does this affect the derivatives market? And believe you me, when money is so plentiful and so damn cheap and that it costs really nothing to borrow, you had a proliferation of derivatives. Well, what happens, pray you tell? What happens when all of a sudden now 
little by little by little, the cost, the carrying cost, and the expense of ha- of creating these said derivative financial instruments becomes much, much more heavier, much more harder to bear. That creates systemic problems. And one thing I do know about financial criminals is that financial criminals, which we like to call bankers these days, okay, what they would do is they would go ahead and find other creative ways in order to keep the pressure off the derivative market. Well, how would you do that? Well, they're going to take advantage of the IR market. They're going to play some sort of arbitrage with it, the IR swap market. But the problem then becomes, folks, the problem then becomes what type of negative feedback loop is created with such actions. And whatever negative feedback loop is created with such actions cannot be sustained. It could only be ha- it could only stop for a little bit. It could only be controlled for a little bit. In other words, they are trying to stop a hemorrhaging of the financial markets with a band-aid. You can't stop that. You see, the financial system for the last several years has been has been has contracted fiscal Ebola has contracted economic Ebola. And what is Ebola? Ebola is a hemorrhagic fever. It is a fever that attacks your body with what is called a cytokine storm. When the body releases cytokines and it proliferates, it is going crazy. What what is used to fight an, uh, an infection is now all of a sudden being used willy-nilly haywire to take down the entire organism. The body's temperature goes through the roof. The body begins to overheat. Your organs are beginning to become liquefied and you bleed from every orifice. Well, the fiscal safe measures, okay, which are the financial equivalents of a cytokine storm, which is of, uh, of cytokines, normally functioning cytokines, stop losses, uh, market breakers, all these things that are there to design to keep the financial markets trading within a, ba- within a bracket, trading within a range. A range where profits and losses, profits and gains can be made within reason. That is taken away. And what is also, and then what, 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 uh, what, what, uh, you know, th- those profits are taken away. Uh, the risks are, are, are put back in. And then all of a sudden the, the market itself begins to overheat. It begins to overheat. And then you have what? Liquidity. Liquidity evaporates in the market because not, it's going crazy. Serious, serious systemic problems. This is why I'm calling the scenario the economic Ebola. The economic Ebola that has literally ravaging the market right now. It's been contained. See, we've been giving it heroic measures. We've been giving it heroic medication and intervention that's being done in the financial marketplace, whether it's TARP, whether it's TWIST, whether it's ZERP, whether it's NERP, whether it's quantitative easing, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Whatever it is, whether if it's the the repurchasing order market, the repo markets, whether it's the IR swaps, whether if it's the IDEN 9 market, whatever the hell it is, whether it's the ESF swap, sopping up uh, dumped treasuries, whatever it is, the electronic duct tape, the electronic band-aid that's been holding this entire thing together. And the heroic intervention of the algorithms that have been manipulating and keeping this market running right in spite, in spite, in spite of every real hard metric data on the macro level, in spite of reality, this is beginning to run its course. 
what the Fed has done as a revolt, because let's be honest here. The Fed says, okay, we're going to raise the rates. Okay, Fed, the correct measure, because what these guys are going to do, they're going to create more pressure in the market. These guys will create at some point. Not today, not tomorrow. People are saying that, you know, the market's going to be, it's going to implode this summer. It's going to implode in the fall. It's going to implode in the, no, no, no. 2018, the new world currency is coming. No, 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 no. You see, damage like this, and this is a damage, believe you me. Damage like this takes time. It takes time to metastasize through the system. It takes time to ravage the system slowly. And the economic organism that is the American economy is going to suffer for it. Not today, not tomorrow, not next month. Maybe in a few months. Maybe in two years. 2020. Looks like a good date to me. 2020. And I'm not pulling dates because, again, folks, Everything from this point onwards is event-driven. It's event-driven. Okay? So, so, the whole question then becomes, what or when? What's going to happen? Well, this is economically bad. Again, I told you about the back pressure. I told you about all the negative feedback loops. I told you about how this is going to get harder for the banksters to do what they do. Do you think it's coincident that Georgi, Georgi Schwartz, a.k.a. George Soros, do you think it's it's coincidence that Georgi, Georgi just a few weeks ago, CJ said, I'm, everything's gone to, everything's gone to crap. <laughs> yeah, so the, old system's to dying. the old system's dying. <laughs> the old system's dying. Everything's going sideways. It's gone pear-shaped. It's gone pear-shaped. The whole economy is falling apart. When you have Georgi Shorts, the Nazi himself, the Nazi, the self-hating Jew Nazi, the self-hating Jew, self-hating Jew, the Nazi that he is. When you have Georgi Shorts saying that the economy is done, what does Georgi know? Well, Georgi and a bunch of his banker buddies see how the entire world has been turned upside down with what's happening in China, what's happening in Russia, New Silk Road, One Belt, One Road Initiative, the the SCO, the realignment of the geopolitical politics, the election of Donald Trump. All of these events did not bode well, did not bode well for the globalists. It did not bode well for them one bit whatsoever. So now they've said, you know what, we're going to dynamite this entire thing. We're going to sink this vessel. But we're going to move on to other greener paths. Maybe, you know, we, we, we sink this, we take our profits, and we step to the side. The proper response from the Trump administration would be this. Okay. Okay. I reloaded. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. The proper response would be, we're going to audit the Fed. Think about that. Oh, you want to raise interest rates now? You see, you got to call these guys bluff. Because now is the time to do it. See, if you know that the economy is going to, it's got to go away. Trump knows this. He knows this economy is a sham. He knows the economy has to go away. It has to be a reset. America's got to switch foot. We got to pivot foot. 
out of the militaristic empire into an economic power. You cannot do that with the current banking system. And if these guys want to overhaul and overheat, then let's play honest. You got if the Fed is, is saying we they want to take responsible measures, responsible measures to 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 hit an inflation target. Then uh, we, the American people, right now is high time, and we want to take responsible measures as well. Let's audit the Fed. Let's audit the Fed. What a novel idea. What a novel idea. Let's do it. I like it, V. I like it. You know, let's do it right now. You know, moving inflation towards the target. Okay, fine. You want to start overheating the thing? Now is the time. And have Jay Powell say, okay, you know what? Yeah, we're going to agree with the president. Let's go ahead and let's audit the Fed. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, I wonder let's, how many. Yeah. Wait, I wonder how many bankers from J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Citibank, City, you know, Citibank, um, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, Goldman Sachs. I wonder how many of these guys will be jumping from their high rises, committing suicide. What a <laughs> glorious day that would be, CJ. I wonder how many Rothschilds will be <laughs> scarves that day. I wonder, Siege. I wonder that that would be by executive order uh, out at the Fed. Um, and if people deem that unconstitutional, I don't think that it would be that that, that could easily be accomplished. That is not and, then, and then be and then be followed <laughs> that up, followed up with the next day uh, with an executive order imposing term limits on 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 Congress and say, boom, and let's let's see how the American people react. Um, and if, if Congress deems it unconstitutional, they, you know, they've been talking about term limits for how long now and it never gets done. So. Do it by executive order. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Because, V, the world is changing around us pre pretty darn quickly. Uh, you know, um, do you want to jump into Pepe Escobar's article in regards to that 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 changing? Gosh, I hate to call it a new world order, but that's what it is, V. It, it is a new order. See, the new world order that these guys have been, like Henry Kissinger, we will have a new world order, Mr. Kissinger. Uh, he'll, Henry Kissinger looks like a Pac-Man. He looks like Pac-Man with a with a fat, ugly head, his rotund body, and his thin limbs. Henry, we will have a new world order by consent or conquest. How about we just? Uh, how about you're seeing your new world order going down in flames, Henry? How about you, fat bastard? You're watching the entire globalization come apart. You're seeing the rise of nation states again. <gasps> because what I've said years ago has come to pass, which is this. You MFers, you mofos, have gravely underestimated the power of human culture. You've gravely underestimated the power of tribalism. You've gravely underestimated the power of affinity. Not infinity, but ah. Affinity, meaning people relate to people that are of a similar background and or mindset. Germans love other Germans. Brits love other Brits. Americans love other Americans, irrespective of race, color, or creed, so long as they have the mindset and respect for American history culture and the founding freaking documents that has made us the greatest damn country on God's green earth. And these guys have underestimated that gravely. So there is a, a new world order that is emerging. 
It is not the old world order of Edmund Kissinger. We will have a new world order. That's what he's doing right now. I think, uh, you know, uh, he hasn't been invited to the Bohemian Grove as of late. Uh, He's pretty upset about that. So he's probably home choking on some hot dogs for all I care. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. All right. So let's get into this, right? This is, uh, where is it? This is Russia. Yes. This is from our main guy, Pepe Escobar. I love Pepe. Love Pepe Escobar. Let's break this down. Let's break this down. Singapore. Astana. And if you don't know what Astana is, that is the capital of Kazakhstan, which is made popular by Borat Sagdiev, the uh, fictional character by Sasha Baron Cohen. But anyway, Astana and St. Petersburg all mean the same thing. A new world order is coming. The the bell tolls for the existing Western-dominated world order. It's over. It's over. The anti-patriarchal, anti-family, anti-Christian, anti-humanity, anti-sanctity, anti-sanity, anti-normalcy, anti-fiscally responsible, anti-peace, anti-humanity, Western world order, which is run by a bunch of miscreant deviants who are a bunch of inbred demoniacs, are come to an end because they're just too damn corrupt. They didn't know that the game is over. Ahead of the crucial Shanghai Cooperation Organization, the SEO, which is huge. Look it up yourself. In Guangzhou this coming weekend, three other recent events have offered clues on how the new world order is coming out. The Astana Economic Forum in Kazakhstan centered on how mega partnerships are changing world trade. Participants included the president of Asia, the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank, the AIIB. For anyone who says... China is trying to get into the IMF, and the IMF is going to rule the world. Ah! Uh, no. China got into the IMF as a Trojan in order to get their currency recognized and easily facilitatable in various swap facilities throughout the entire world. Getting into the IMF basket of currencies allows many countries to draw and rely upon the yuan rather than the euro or the dollar or the yen or the pound. So the AIB, which right now is probably over 60 nations are members of the AIIB. The IMF, not so much. Anyway, the president of the AIB, Jean Le Quinn, and Andrew Belinov of the Eurasian Development Bank and former Italian prime minister and president of the EU commission, Romano Prodi, Deputy Director General of the WTO, Alan Wolf, and Glenn Deason of the University of Western Sydney. Deason, a Norwegian who studied in Holland and teaches in Australia, is the author of the must-read book, Russia's Geoeconomic Strategy for a Greater Eurasia. And I recommend you folks check out that book, Russia's Geoeconomic Strategy for a Greater Eurasia. That is by... Uh, 
my God, that is by uh, what Alan? I'm sorry, Glenn Deason, D I E S E N. Check out that book, in which he analyzes in excruciating detail how Moscow is planning to manage the continent from the heartland by enhancing collective autonomy and influence, and thus evict U.S. hegemony direct from the periphery. In parallel, as Deason argues, Moscow aims to ensure the sustainability of an integrated Eurasia by establishing a balance of power of dependence, a balance of dependence to prevent the continent from being dominated by one power, with China being the most plausible candidate. Think about that. A beneficially, mutually beneficial trade and economic partnerships. Well, you see, here's the deal. Right. Here's the deal. If I have if if if, if I have a vested interest in what CJ is doing, and if CJ has a vested interest in what I'm doing, there is no way on God's green earth, and there is no way in hell would I want to see any sort of harm befall my friend. Likewise, he wouldn't either, because us together is stronger and better than us apart or separated so when nations act in the same way as human friendship where it's easier it's more painless it's more comfortable it's more beneficial it's more profitable for us to be partners and nations that are in partnership on joint ventures than it is for us to not be that i'm going to ensure everything in my ability to make sure that you stay prosperous you see, but when you have a hegemony, when you have one nation that calls the shots, I mean, that's what it is. That should be the, uh, the, 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 the deep state globalist pledge they have in America. One nation that calls the shots, indivisible and justice for none. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work out. Then all it becomes is about the hegemon. All it becomes is about the one nation. Okay? But when you have these networks that are being formed right in front of your eyes, if you take the time to unplug from Western media, you take the time to unplug from alt media and turn to alt media like us, like the Serious Report, like the Golden Jackass Jim Willie, like other sources like Russia Today, the Daily Economist. Say again? The Daily Economist. Yeah, the Daily Economist. Guys like Ken Shorjan. When you get away from the meandering nonsense and get into the London Pauls, the Ken Shorjans, the Jim Willies, and the gorilla himself, you get a much better understanding of the world and what's being played out. Because what's happening in the world is much more important than what's happening here. Surprise, surprise. What's happening in the world is much more indicative of the direction of the entire planet than what is happening in the United States and what the United States is doing. We no longer call the shots. We no longer are the drummer to which the world dances it to our beat. It just doesn't happen. I can show you a plethora of, of, of evidence to show you, but I'm not going to. Anyway, let's break this down. Deason argues, actually, in a, in a nutshell, this new great game installment revolves around Russia's strategy to enhance its bargaining power with the West by pivoting to the East. 
Concerning Azatana, Deason told me that the AIB's Lee Quinn took the hardest stance in defense of diversifying financial instruments, while Belyanov was critical of anti-Russian sanctions. Deason argues that the emergence of economic megablocks actually improves economic relations by creating more symmetry. <gasps> My God, what a concept. Did you get that? Did you get that? Did you folks catch that? Let me repeat that again. The emergence of economic mega blocks actually improves economic relations by creating more symmetry. Ah, oh, a multipolar world? A multipolar world with varying trade zones and economic cooperatives that are working in cohesion? Each to one's own benefit, each looking out for the other, each using their own currencies, each entering into fair and equitable trade, each not wanting war? Holy smokes. For example, look at China SIPs. Okay? This is their China interpayment system, which is basically their rival to SWIFT. Undermine the ability of SWIFT to be used for economic coercion while SWIFTs and SWIFT still cooperate. How do you like that? How do you like that? Similarly, the EAEU, the Eurasian Economic Union, gets its strength and the ability to integrate with other regions as opposed to isolating itself. <gasps> what a concept. So in other words, SIPs, the China Interpayment Systems, is so big, so varied, so strong, that it undermines the SWIFT, but at the same time, it plays nicely with SWIFT. What a concept! What an anathema to the banksters of the West. Do you think any Western stooge would ever create such a system? No, 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 no. They never create such a system. They like creating vassals, but you don't see no vassaldom here. There's no vassaldom here. In this new world. And the only thing left for the Western powers is not even vasaldom, it's just pure Vaseline, which they use to circle jerk themselves, thinking that they are still calling the shots. And here's a clincher, folks. China's cooperation with the AEU, the Eurasian Economic Union, mitigates Russians' concerns about asymmetries and enables greater Eurasian Economic Union and Belt and Road Initiative integration under the stewardship of the SEO. Also, unlike the EU or, or uh, the Anglo-American model, and we need to replace the Anglo-American model with the new American system, which I've detailed a few days ago, the EAEU provides great benefit from, to non-members non-zero-sum, by creating an effective transportation corridor with harmonized traffic tariffs and standards. Think about this. And the key character to the whole game is a very positive about the Eurasian Economic Union and, and insistent on the positive-sum game of integration regions. Liquid is direct, honest, and forceful and does not refrain from criticizing the Trump administration, arguing there is not a trade war between the U.S. and China. It is a U.S. trade war against the world. And to debate the crucial Asante headline ignored by Western corporate media, as always, Iran. Remember Iran, folks? The largest sponsor of terror in the entire world. 
bum, bum, bum. Iran signed a provisional free trade zone agreement with the EAEU. Say that really fast. Lowering or abolishing customs duties and opening the way for the final deal in 2021 for Iran. That will be a golden ticket to do business the way beyond Southwest Asia, integrating it further with Russia and also Kazakhstan, which happens to be a key member of the Belt and Road Initiative. It's all about integration. Everything is about economics. Folks, that's why I always tell you, economics is the greatest driver, okay, is the greatest driver in human development, okay? Organized religion is simply politics applied to economics. The fact that you are reading a book, the fact that we have a printing press, or the fact that human writing and language was developed was simply because we needed to keep track of our stuff and a ledger of what things we own, how many goats we got, how many how many sheep we have, how many cows, how many fields, how much grains of rice. These are all economics. It's the greatest driver. And now you are thrust into a new world that is upon you, a multipolar world that is not emerging, that is not a concept. It is already here. And as it continues to grow with every single growth, it is displacing the old world order. It is displacing the satanic old world order. It is replacing the Luciferian old world order. It is replacing the Western globalist old world order. It's no longer an order of disrespect and dehumanization, but of respect and understanding and openness and trade and respect for one's laws, one's own type of government, whether you're a democracy, a republic, a dictatorship, whatever the hell have you, you do you, we're going to do us, let's make some money. What a concept. What a concept. This is a nightmare to the death dealers. A nightmare. Why? This type of new system that has been engineered, that is coming out into the world, it creates peace, not war. It creates profit, not plunder. It creates cooperation and not corruption. And that is something that these current crop of banksters simply cannot stand. CJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the future in terms of, of what that brings. And hopefully we can soon come to the realization of the U.S. Uh, joining that and potentially even breaking apart from uh, the Insolvent Seven. And imagine what that world would look like to us. Imagine what that would bring to, to industries. Imagine what it would bring to trade. Uh, you know, we're going to need that. We're going to need that development the next several years uh, to lead to the economic growth that we will need to either to pay off our debt or to evolve into whatever future brings in terms of uh, the, the the future of currency, whether it's cryptos, uh, whether it's a, a different denominated uh, currency of trade that we're utilizing so I'm excited. I think the world, I think, I think, you know, the world is evolving and uh, we, we need to become part of that. We for too long, we have stood with this uh, this misplaced pride that at the U.S., the world is at the cusp. We always need to be at the top and everything like that schoolyard bully. And uh, we've, we've utilized our military for all these interventions, these wars, spreading this fake uh, freedom that we do. And it's, it's time to change those things. And I think that 
you know, blockchain solutions can provide that. If we can, you know, build a transparency system uh, that allows us to, to better keep our government in check and to, to join these emerging economies, uh, I think it's a win-win situation for all of us, V. Absolutely, man. 1,000%. 1,000%. And um, I hope... I hope that is uh, something that we'll that we'll see, and we wake up to it. And uh, I'm hopeful for it, man. I think there's a lot of momentum uh, to get America correct, to enter what is not, what is the new American system. You know, and I think and, that, it's there. Yeah, and one viable thing that could accomplish that, you know, yesterday the Senate did pass the hemp farm bill, and that I think it moves back to the Congress, and this has been you know, fast tracked. And, and I had the opportunity to, to attend a, an actual hemp meeting. And I'm not talking about, you know, the, the hemp that's utilized for either CBD, you know, that's just one small facet of what could, what, what hemp could bring, you know, to the United States. Everyone knows that we're one of the largest exporters, you know, of agriculture. Imagine what hemp could do throughout the United States in terms of uh, the textiles, in terms of uh, the farming, you know, it's 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 a brave new world and hemp could could provide that. And so to see that we're fast tracking, you know, if if you know anyone out there are listeners that you know either farm or uh, know of people that have farm, really encourage them to to get in, involved, informed of what hemp can bring. You know, it's it's great for the soil. It actually builds nutrients back in the soil. It's a great rotation crop and the future of it, like for examples that they had yesterday, they had like, you know, clothing, handbags, everything made from hemp. Uh, you know, my, my sons ordered their new, uh, uh geese, uh, for, 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 uh, karate and the geese were made from hemp. I was like, I was like, no way. I didn't, and I didn't even know it when I ordered it. So, so again, those types of future industries, and we could be come the, the largest exporter of, of hemp manufactured goods, you know, and also for manufacturing, uh, hempcrete. Uh, hempcrete is gaining, you know, popularity. It, it, the, adding hemp to concrete makes it much more uh, suitable for for building. It actually uh, makes it last significantly longer. Uh, just it's just an industry that I'm very excited about because I think again it could really help. It, it if we do that across the United States and we realize that uh, that could be a game changer for us and help our economy be. Absolutely, man, one thousand percent, wholeheartedly. Totally and completely. It it it's uh, hemp is a huge industry. It, it it you can make hemp pla- you know hemp bottles, which are just like plastic bottles, but they're biodegradable. They're better on you know better impact. We need to allow these innovations to come out and disrupt the monopolies that have been. Um, the, and I wouldn't call them monopolies, but the cartels. See, we don't have uh, a capitalism purely pure capitalism in this country. We don't have pure, um, heck, not even pure monopolies. Uh, but we have is cartels. You have cartelism everywhere. You have four or five companies in every sector that runs everything. Look at the car sector, four or five companies. Look at look at telecom, four or five companies. Look at media, four or five companies. It's everywhere, man. Same thing with plastics. There's four or five companies. You mm-hmm. allow these disruptive technologies. Look at big pharma. It's four or five companies. Four or five companies everywhere you look. It's sickening. You allow disruptive technology to come in and start taking these dudes out. You will see an improvement in the economy. You'll see an improvement in human life. You'll see better products, competitive prices. It is life-changing. It is civilization-altering, man. That's why it needs to get done. Yeah, and the fuels, the the hemp-based fuels is, uh, you know, quickly evolving. The technology is really yeah. uh, coming around to, to foster that where uh, potential fuels 
uh, could be powered uh, or because we be powered by hemp. So <laughs> it's pretty darn exciting. I love it. And with that being said, bro, we are at the end of the program. What we got coming up? We got Harley. We got Gus. Yeah, it's it's a big day. I'm not going to take an afternoon power nap today because last time I did that, I slept past Gus. <laughs> so yeah, so Harley, hanging with Harley, 12 noon p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Gus with Gus, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So so don't go too far. Uh, stay dialed in right here at Rogue Money. Absolutely. With that being said, we are over and we are out. Take it away, El Cucu.